Halloween, if you look at the history of Halloween and the history of Christmas, Halloween is actually more spiritual. Amen. The church actually invented Halloween. You realize that, right? Now, so, you know, I know we say, well, you know, they got the demons and all that stuff. And, and another thing I like about Halloween, I love horror movies, so it's flooded with horror movies on TV. <laughs> I mean, you can watch like a Child's play a thon a Friday the 13th, a thon you know, I'm in all that. But, but uh, when they created Halloween to actually combat the winter solstice, so the church, in its attempt to try to convert pagans, they came up with their own thing uh, to, to get you know, uh, pagans to turn over to Christianity. So if you really do the history of it, All Hallows' Eve is act, was actually a holy event. Where you look at Christmas, Christmas was banned here when the pilgrims got here. You realize that, right? Because they banned it because it had turned into this, 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 it's turned into this Mardi Gras that they, they didn't think was the right thing. So when the pilgrims actually came over here, they actually banned Christmas for a while. So what am I saying? Don't celebrate Christmas and stuff? No. But what I am saying is people who get so caught up in Halloween, is it, is it something Christians should do or not? I tell you what, let some kids come to your house and you don't have no candy. And let me know how that works, especially living in my sub, because we get a billion kids. So I, I have no beef with it. I mean, I've, I've debated it. I've been in panels where we debated it, and I don't know. So I don't know why I went there. I hope that's not recorded. <laughs> uh, if that is, erase that, and then let's go now. Let's go to uh, John chapter 13, verse 1. Now, I was reading uh, this this week, and, and, and a lot of times, I don't read the Bible to teach you stuff. I read the Bible to make my life better. And then I just let you know what I read. Is that okay? You know, every once in a while I have something that I need to give you. But, but a lot of times I just read the Bible and stuff starts to come out of it. Now, now this is uh, something that uh, I got a whole lot out, out of it. I'm hoping I can get done with it today. If I, if I don't, I'll finish it later. John 13 and 1. It was just before the Passover, Auntie. Mm -hmm. And Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Now, this is, the, this is Jesus is getting ready to die on the cross, and he knows it, so he's with, his, he's with his followers. And then Auntie says, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. What he's saying is, the people that God gave him, which everybody that was in that room, he loved them. Mm -hmm. he, he loved them. He, he, Having loved his own that God had gave him, is what the uh, uh, literal text says. He's saying he has shown love to his disciples the whole time. The whole time. All right. Look at the next verse. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Now, this is the day before the crucifixion. They're at evening meal somewhere. And I like how John, John makes it known that Judas was there. He, he made sure that we realized Judas was at the event. He was, he was with the disciples. He, he says Judas was there. The devil had already prompted Judas to betray Jesus, meaning Judas was sitting there, but he already knew the whole time he was getting ready to sell Jesus out, all right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm like, what, what do we get out of that? What? Yeah, I know. Judas had a big part in, in this thing, but Judas was at the table, and then my mind went somewhere. 
Judas had the most, he had better input and output than all of us. This is what I mean. Judas had the, the best teacher in the world that ever was, ever will be. Amen. Judas did more than, I, I probably, I was, I was dare to say in this room, don't take it the right way. I've probably done a lot more than everybody in this room, but Judas did way more than I did. Mm -hmm. Judas was with the disciples when the disciples were sent out to lay hands, to uh, cast out devils. I'm sure Judas saw a ton of miracles, hallelujah, through his ministry yes. that God had laid, God had gave Judas the same power he gave everybody else. So when they were out in the world, Judas was doing everything that all the other 11 were doing. Mm -hmm. He was doing these things and, and the people were being blessed by it. Yeah. See, we painted this picture of Judas that he's this, this devil child that was implanted in the disciples. But, uh, but I'm trying to tell you that here's the thing with Judas. It's the problem with Christianity today, and especially in America. Judas was around the anointing. He was around understanding. He saw things with his own evidence, with his own eyes, and his life never changed. I was talking to somebody this week, and they were, they were complaining about the church. Everybody complains about the church now. And I, and I, and I went, Here, here's the thing. Here's the problem with the church. And, I, and I'm like, I'm starting to go a little more easier on the church because it's not really just a church problem. It's just a people issue. There's a lot of people that go to church, but there's not a lot of Christians. All right. So here's Judas in the best small group situation you can have, walking with the Savior every day hearing the same thing that John, Peter, and the rest of these guys were hearing, but yet and still, it didn't click. It didn't, it didn't mesh with him. He didn't, he didn't get it. He was, he, he was around the anointing. He was around Jesus, but he, he, he couldn't pull it together. He, he, he was hearing the word every day. He saw all the stuff. He even did work. So that lets us know that a lot of guys like me probably not going to be going to heaven. That's true. Because you can preach the wallpaper off the walls. We don't have wallpaper, but you know what I meant. You, you can preach people into u utopia and, and still not know God. That's true. Because mankind is so gullible, all you got to do is have a great word and people will build you up to, to be somebody. I mean, social media and, and the Internet shows us that. We know people's names who have no talent. So imagine if you got a little talent, especially in the church, and they see it, and your, your words give them, inspire them, and they give them hope. And you know what? And God will use that. But if you know these individuals, when they get done doing this, you go, wow. I've met pastors that I just don't like. They're, they're not good dudes. And I'm trying to tell you that. How does, how does one measure their 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 their, their they're a level of God in their lives, not by your do's and your don'ts. I'm going to tell you where it's by your flaws. All right. The question is, are you better at your flaws? So here's Judas. Ju Judas, he, he's a troubled guy. S stay there. Go to John 12, 1 really quick, then go back to 13, 2. I'm going to put my technical team to work today. John 12, Auntie, read me this, and I'm going to show you something. 
Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, uh -huh. whom Jesus had raised from okay, the dead. Okay, now Jesus comes back to Bethany. He comes back to where Lazarus got raised from. So Lazarus is there. His sisters are there. Come on. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table so with him. So Lazarus, he's, he's, he's back healthy. Lazarus is at the party. Martha's serving. And Jesus, they're at this table. Come on. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. Uh -huh. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. So she took the most expensive perfume she had, and she began to anoint Jesus' feet with it, and she began to wipe his feet with it, and she dried it with her hair. I got a lot of expensive cologne, and it's like, it's so stupid. You'll be like, how much is that little bottle? Oh, it's $110 for that. Mm -hmm. I can get a whole case of uh, Old Spice for $110. <laughs> but you know, but the good stuff costs a lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. And so the next verse, I'm going to show you where Judas is. Come on. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, uh -huh. objected. It's like the Bible goes out. John goes out his way to let you know that Judas is a sellout. Mm -hmm. he, he, he doesn't just say Judas. He says, oh, Judas, by the way, the one who sold Jesus out. Yeah. Right? And he goes... Here's Judas going, why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a lot of, it was worth the whole year's wages. We could have did so much for the poor with that money. So Judas sounds Christian. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. I, well, I've been in churches and I go, how much did you spend on that? Oh, well, that, that you know, screens are amazing. Oh, that screen was $500,000. $500,000, you know what you can do with that? Yeah. So Judas actually sounds great, but here's the problem, Auntie, next verse. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As a keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. So the it. whole time, here's Judas, around the anointing, around the Savior, being taught great things about God, being around brotherhood, hallelujah somebody, he, Jesus didn't make any difference in him. Jesus told him the same stuff he told everybody else. I'm sure Jesus hugged him. I'm sure Jesus made sure he ate. Hallelujah, somebody. I'm sure Jesus made sure he was okay. Jesus made sure he was in the boat when the storm came. The storm didn't just kill Judas. Jesus was always looking out for Judas. And so here's the time. Here's the problem, though. His heart never changed. Amen. He was always a thief. He was always one who thought about himself. He was always sneaky. Mm -hmm. So here he is. He's around the anointing. He's around the, the Jesus. He's a, around the believers. He's doing miracles. Yeah. And his heart never changed. So that means stop going into what you do so much. Mm -hmm. I, I picked up Julian and Connor from school and and, and, uh, and we were right home, and they started talking about God, and it's, cause they always got questions. And so they were, being, they were talking about heaven, I'm like, okay, so here's the thing. How do you get to heaven? And right away, Julian goes, well, you don't do a whole lot of bad things. And Connor goes, yeah, you got to make sure you do the right things. And then they caught it and said, wait a minute, Jesus, Amen. there you go. Yes. See, your instinct is to want to say, because I do all the right things. And I'm telling you, good luck. 
Let's see how that works. Roll the dice on that one and see how you see if you go to heaven or not. Because we all know we just have our moments. There, there's just you can walk out the door and sin. Amen. Don't do it. Amen. <laughs> you got to be careful with that because people go, yeah, I can just sin. No, you can't. <laughs> but what I'm saying is there's sometimes you just fall into sin. And then sometimes you plan it. Amen, somebody. Right. But it's like, man, Jesus, the whole principle of Christianity is this. Your flawed areas, are they getting better? Mm -hmm. Were you so quick tempered before, but now people go ask the people who know you best. Yep. Be, be brave enough to go ask. Ask this. Do you see a difference in me since I've known God? And if they go, nah. You got an issue. See, because those of us who are real timid and real shy and real ashamed, when they begin to, when God comes to your life, you begin to make a stand a little more. You begin to speak up. You begin to matter. Hallelujah, somebody. Yes. Those of us who are very, very t quick tempered and, 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 and not even killed at all, they begin, people go, wow, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. You begin to level out. Hey, man, somebody. Amen. For those of us who are so unorganized, you begin to get organized. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. For some of us that are too organized, you begin to not care so much. Amen. See, when, when Christ comes into your world and, he, and his glory splashes upon your life, the response is your character. Yes, yes, yes. So here's Judas. His character never changed, so he was the obvious one that was going to betray Jesus because he was around the gospel. He went to church and temple all the time, but there was no transformation. Mm -hmm. Go back to John 13, whatever we were at. Three. Three? Mm -hmm. John 13, one, three, go. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So Jesus is thinking very clear here. He knows that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and he's returning. What this verse means is Jesus is walking in total faith right now. He's okay. Amen. I know he struggles. He's struggling in the garden, but he's, he's okay right here. He's thinking clearly. Come on. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothes. So clothing. he did something because he was sure about that. He did something weird. He gets up, auntie, mm -hmm. he takes off his clothes, and he wraps a towel around his waist. And I know the disciples are going, what in the heck? <laughs> I know I would be. I'd be like, Jesus is, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, what are you doing, man? I mean, I mean, he gets up because he's sure about what's going on. He's sure about who he is. Yes. He, he knows who he is by faith, and he understands that. That's important. I'm going to tell you why. He gets up. He wraps the town around his waist. Auntie. After that, he poured water into a basin uh -huh. and began to wash and his disciples' feet. And he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had wrapped around them. So here's Jesus in his underwear with a towel wrapped around him. He pours water. Disciples standing there looking stupid. And then he begins, he sits, sit down, he goes over, put the thing down in front of John's feet, and he begins to wash his feet. Yes. An amazing act of love. Yes, it is. Because I don't do feet. <laughs> I think feet are the most grossest part of the body. I really don't. 
If you tell me to wash your feet or your underarms, I'll wash your underarms for you any day. Feet, I just can't deal with feet. That's why my, I take so much care of my feet. I got really nice feet for a dude. And the reason why is because I hate feet. It's like, don't put them on me. They're always cold. And it's like, man, even people who got nice feet, I still, I still don't want to touch them. I'm just not a feet guy. I know some people like to have fit, foot fetishes. Okay, I ain't one of them. Amen, somebody. <laughs> oh, my feet are cold. Can I put, don't touch me with your feet. I don't let Julian's feet. Courtney's, I don't do feet. <laughs> and so if you think about it, why feet? Man, let me tell you how important this was because back in the day, they had stations when you came in someone's house so you can wash your feet. And a lot of people, if you had a lot of money, they would have servants wash your feet, but a Jew would never wash your feet. Even a Jewish servant would not wash your feet. Wow. They had to wash their feet because they wore sandals everywhere. So can you imagine what toes look like with dirt? And, and I'm sure they didn't have no toenail clippers. How did they cut them things? <laughs> so I'm thinking, man, feet. I'm like, I can imagine disciples' feet because they walked everywhere and they weren't walking on paved roads. Right, right. So the feet were bruised, they were cut up, they were dirty. And Jesus goes, I love you anyway. I'm going to wash your feet, spite who I am. Yes. Not only that, spite what I'm getting ready to face. Mm -hmm. Not only that, spite who you are. Wow, wow. Think about it. Here he is. He's sure about who he is. He's sure he's God. He's sure he came from God. He's sure he's going back to God. And he goes, I'm going to do the lowest form of servitude. I'm going to wash my disciples' feet. Wow. I know who I am. I'm sure about who I am. I know where I'm going. I know that I, I know where I stand. I know where I am. In God. I know me and God are the same. I know that. I know where I came from going back. And I'm, I'm going to do something very low, something that only the lowest servants were made to do. I am going to wash your feet. That's why the servant, I mean, the girl with Lazarus, Mary, she washed, Jesus, anointed Jesus. It's a form of love, meaning I love you that much. Because remember at the beginning, he's saying, I have always loved them. Now I'm getting ready to show them how much I love them. Yes. By washing feet, I got to really love you to mess with your feet. <laughs> if Kenan does something with your feet, he really loves you. Now I'm going to have a hazmat suit on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Some of you, I'm sure, have nice feet. I ain't touching them though. And, but here's the thing: I've been in foot washing services. We've never done one here. We might need to. Auntie, aunt, we, we've been in them. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's a very solemn moment. It really is. It's everybody takes it really serious because one. You have to wash feet a certain way. You got to be gentle with them. You got to make sure you get in there. You got to dry them. I mean, I've been to foot washing services, and you really do sense. Yes, you do. The servitude in that. Yes, you do. So here it is. Because he's God, because of what he's facing, he's getting ready to be crucified tomorrow, and he's still thinking about showing love to these clowns. That's just how Jesus is. He's, not, he's so selfless. Yes, he is. So not only did he do it knowing who he was, he also did it selflessly thinking about somebody else based on what you're facing tomorrow. Mm -hmm. 
And and I love this. It didn't say he washed 10. He washed all of them. So you're telling me you washed Peter's feet who denied you? Mm-hmm. You know he's going to deny you. And you watched Judas' feet, who actually gave you over and sold you out. Mm-hmm. It didn't say he washed and he washed the ten. He said he began to wash the disciples' feet, all of them, drying them. And then he washed them because of Judas getting ready to sell them out, Peter denying them. He still did it. Yes, he did. Spite, he, he, he's forgiven them for sin that haven't even been committed yet. Right, right, right. If I know you're getting ready to sell me out, I ain't washing your feet. <laughs> I ain't even paying for your hamburger. <laughs> Can you imagine we out to eat and then the bill comes, I got it. And but, but this dude about to sell me out, I'll be like separate check for my man right there. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jesus got more love than I do. Pray for me, amen. You would feel the same way. That's right. He didn't watch 10, he watched 12. Next verse. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Good old Peter. Peter's like, man, you ain't, Lord, you ain't about to do that. This is creeping me out. And you are not a servant. You are the master. So Peter is actually saying, it ain't just his foot deal. He's saying, I'm very Jewish. Peter was very Jewish. And Peter's like, one, Jews don't wash feet. And surely kings and leaders don't wash feet. Mm -hmm. Masters don't wash feet. Come on. Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. So Jesus is going, okay, Peter, you never know what I'm doing right out the gate. You always figure it out later. That's why you sank. (laughs) You always figure it out later. Peter. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus still being patient. He says, you don't understand what I'm doing, but you'll get it later. Come on. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my Peter feet. always doubles down. Remember, he says, Jesus, you don't have to die. Jesus spins around and, says, and calls him a devil. See, I love Peter because Peter, he was, he spoke his mind, but it also showed, Pete, showed us how much Peter didn't know. But the one thing I will say is Peter's heart changed, though, where Judas's didn't. Mm-hmm. This is the evidence of it. Peter's saying, you ain't going to never wash my feet. Jesus goes, unless I wash your feet, you're not hanging out with me no more. You have no part in me anymore, Peter. If I don't wash your feet, these last three years were for nothing. I'm trying to show you something. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to show you this last act of love because I'm getting ready to go away. What is the last act of love? Because you love them and now you need to show them your love. The last act of love is washing feet. The last act of love is buying me a watch. <laughs> Jesus is like, I'm going to do this last thing to show them how much I love them. Spite who I am, spite what I'm facing, spite who they are. I'm going to wash their feet. And he says, listen, Peter, I got to do this. I got to do it. Next verse. Then Lord Simon Peter replied, not just wash my feet, but my hands and my head. Fine. Peter's like, oh, that's the see. Peter's life has changed. It doesn't mean that Peter's not flawed. It means that when Peter hears the truth, he responds to it. And Peter goes, "Okay, well, don't stop there. Just get just get me. Get me. Do everything. I can't go with you. Then wash everything. He's a transformed guy, even though he's going to deny later. Mm -hmm. 
Jesus says something amazing. Next verse, come on. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. So Jesus goes, listen, some of you are already clean. You've already had a bath, but see, you walked to that, you walked a block. So now you need a spot cleaning. You're clean, but your feet are back dirty. Mm -hmm. What he's saying is there's a lot of times we just need spot cleaning. We're clean. We've been washed by the blood, but sometimes you got spots. Yeah, amen. It's kind of like a prison shower. For those of you who ain't never been locked up. It's, it's like you got to wash just, the, oh, I'm oh, give me a rag and some water and some soap. I'm just going to knock this down because <laughs> I don't have time to wash everything. Amen, somebody. <laughs> see, see, sometimes you got to just wash the bad spot. Come on, that's what wipes were invented for. Because when babies start blowing up, oh, my God, you got, the baby's clean, but, man, we got this situation. Mm-hmm. And so, thankfully, Adults went, these white things are handy. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to stop there because I'm going to get really nasty and I don't want to do that. <laughs> so adults begin to get the revelation that you need spot cleaning too. Mm-hmm. If I walk into a house and don't see any wipes in the bathroom, I'm nervous. Because toilet paper just don't get it. <laughs> come on, come on. So Jesus is saying, he's saying this to all of us. He's saying, listen, you've all been washed. But sometimes even you need a spot cleaned. Yeah. See, you've been washed, but you've got this issue you need to work on. I need to clean that. See, you, you're clean, but there's a piece that you just, just won't let go. Or there's this sin you just won't let go. Or there's this mindset that you keep falling into. I just need to wash those spots. But you're clean. He says, you are clean, but all of you are not. Not every one of you. He's saying Judas has not been cleansed. He's been around our teaching. He's heard the teaching. He's done miracles. He's, he's saw everything that all of you saw. Here's the difference with Judas. He's an average Christian today. Hmm. Then someone, someone will say, well, Kenan, how do you know? Fruit. There's churches everywhere. How come America's not more holy? How come America's not more peaceful? How come, I just heard on the news, it said that we, the the violence in America has has shot up. It hasn't been this high in two decades. See, if if all this church stuff was working, we would have went through all this COVID crap a little easier. Right, right, right. If all this was stuff was working, we wouldn't have gotten so divided as a country. If, we, if all this was working, we wouldn't have looked like the 60s again when it came to racism. Right. See, we got all these churches and we got all these church members, but we don't have a lot of Christians because narrow is the way. So wait a minute. You mean to tell me the people that are dressed real nice, who don't curse too much, who do all the right things, they give money and they do it, they're not Christians? Yes, I'm saying that. Because the proof is only in you shall know them by their fruit. Right. That's the word. So what is the fruit? Love, patience, kind. Hallelujah, somebody. Come on, come on. So what, what's the fruit? Uh, peace. God, faithfulness. Self-control. So that means if you don't have, if you don't mean that you're, if, if your bad areas haven't gotten better, you might have to ask yourself a question. Your activities have gotten better, but your bad areas are... See, 
Here's the reason why I really don't put stuff a lot on activities, because you can get yourself together to enough and fake it to do activities. Right. But the question is, what's in your mind? What's in your heart? That's the question. Only way we know Christians are because they go to church. No, here's Judas had the best preacher in the world. Mm-hmm. Went to the best church you can ever go to. Had the best discipleship. You can out, outdo any school or anything you can go to. Theological institution, all of that. And he never transformed his life. Mm-hmm. Why did Judas sell Jesus out? Because he never transformed his life. So him and Satan was easy for Satan to make a deal with Judas. Mm-hmm. Come on, Auntie, I'm lost. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. See, he knew someone was, he knew who was going to sell him out, so he says, you guys are all clean, even though you had your areas, except this one dude. Come on. When he had finished washing their, their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you, he asked them. So he finishes washing feet, he goes and sits, puts his clothes back on, goes sit down, he goes, now do you get it? Come on. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. I am sure that I am who I am, and I'm sure I came from where I came from, and I know where I'm going. I know who I am, and you call me teacher, and you call me Lord, and you should, because that's who I am, and that's my point. I still washed your feet. Mm-hmm. I'm still willing to serve. I'm still willing to love you in your bad spots. Yes. Hallelujah. I'm still ready to, ready, willing to touch your nasty, sweaty feet. Mm-hmm. See, you can't love, you can't love, you got to love the crust of a person. All right. That's I good. don't like pizza crust. I mean, you can put cheese in it all, I ain't eating it. You got to love that about a person. You got to mm-hmm. love the... The, the nappy spots. You gotta, you gotta love the, the, the bad parts. Mm-hmm. He's going, man, do you get it? You call me teacher, you call me Lord, you should. That's what I am, next verse. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's so feet. How you, now how do you feel about each other? See, cause that's when I'm gonna know if you get this or not. Yes. That's how I'm gonna know if, if I've really helped your life transform. That's how I'm going to know if you really have received me in, in your life. It's about, did you go to church? Nope. Have you done miracles? Nope. Can you preach really well? Nope. It's how you feel about others. Yes. Trust me, feet washing services, I, I'll break out in the cold sweat. And then, I, and then auntie, um, I'll be looking at the line going, whose feet I'm going to wash? <laughs> oh, no, not his. <laughs> and man, sometimes you get out the bucket and you see stuff floating, and I'm like, "Good night, could you wash your feet before we wash feet?" <laughs> and then I'm like, "So foot washing is just not my thing, but I did it, and it, and it, and, it, and it's, I'm like, Lord, if I'm willing to do this." I'm showing this act of obedience, this act of love, hallelujah somebody, yes. this act of care, mm-hmm. this act of concern, this, this, I'm putting me second for the first time, because we always are first. It doesn't matter how I feel right now. It's all, so God, either you're in my life or you're not. Mm-hmm. Either, you're, either you're fixing my bad spots or you're not. You're washing my infected areas or not. Yes. Ask the people who love you, are you better? 
Mm, my Lord. Ask the Lord, are you better? I can, I can tell the Lord's in a lot of you guys' hearts because you're better. Amen. I was talking to Jen this week, and I'm, li- I'm listening to Jen, and I'm thinking Jen three years ago and Jen now. Totally different person. See, that, it's not, I don't care what her actions are. I'm just saying I've seen God come into her heart and her life. Yes. And she sounds so differently. Mm-hmm. More confident, more sure, not so worried. See, those are signs that the Holy Spirit has come upon your life. Jesus has now entered into your world, and God is now first. Yes. Overriding all your nervousness, overriding all your worries. Hallelujah, somebody. Yes, God. Come on, come on. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Uh-huh. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who he sent says, him. He says, now listen, guys, you have to do what I'm telling you. Don't just play the part. Don't just preach. Don't just lay hands. Don't just do miracles. You have to do what I'm telling you. You got to change your life, man. You got to change your character. He's saying, listen, I am your master, but yet still I'm low enough to wash your feet. Even though I know I'm getting ready to take a horrible death tomorrow, and even though I know you suckers aren't even going to stay with me, you're going to fall asleep when I'm in the garden, and you're going to sell me out, you're going to deny me. I still wash, I'm still, hallelujah. Yes. He says a greater, a servant is a greater than his master, nor is a master greater than the one who sent him. Come on. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. He says, now now that you know this stuff, you'll be blessed if you do these things. He didn't say if you'll be blessed if you go to temple. He didn't say you'll be blessed if you sing songs. He didn't say you'll be blessed if you can preach. He didn't say you can be blessed if you can lay hands. He's saying you will be blessed if your character changes. Yes. You'll be blessed if you love somebody else. Not just the people who make you feel good and make you happy. Or not just your family because you're supposed to. People get on my nerves with that. Oh, because I love my family. Family first. That's fine. But what about everybody else? And Jesus' family came and Jesus goes, that ain't my family. Jesus is trying to understand, get us to understand his last thing with the disciples before he leaves. His last lesson, lesson is to humble yourself enough to put others that first, no matter who you are. Why on earth do you think I'm still in Emily City? Because I like it? No. It's because I love you. Amen. Why do you think I'm still, I still, I can come in here and preach to 50 instead of 500? which I could be in front of all the time. It's because I love you. Amen. Come on. I am not referring to all of you. I know those I have chosen, but this is to fulfill the passage of scripture. He who shared my bread has turned against me. He says, now listen, I ain't talking about all of you. Somebody in here is a sellout. John is making sure you realize that you got to think, Judas is hearing all this too, and Jesus is realizing, man, you're getting ready to sell me out, and the time is now. And he's saying, listen, I'm not referring to all of you. All of you are not going to be blessed, because someone in here's life has not changed. Yes. Someone in here's life is still based on greed, 
Because remember, he got money for selling out Jesus. Yes, he did. It's based on trickery, suspicion, thievery. Even though he's been around me three years, the word has never reached into his heart. You ever seen somebody who's very patient, but they hate everybody? You ever seen somebody who's, who, who, who gives you everything, but they're one of, their character is just horrible? You ever, you ever saw somebody who's, who, who's meek and, 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 and always calm, but they ain't got no love for nobody? You ever see somebody who loves everybody, but man, they, they don't take care of their families or anything? See, the fruit of the Spirit is one thing. With all, it's one fruit with all this stuff in it. All of that has to begin to work in your life. Yes. Some people will say, well, I'm just quiet. Yeah, you know what? That could be sin because sometimes you can't be quiet. Some people will say, well, I, am a, I'm just a, I just keep the peace. Okay, well, that's weak. God don't want you to be weak. You need to make peace, not keep it. Right, right. That's you ever right. seen somebody who, who loves everybody else, but they give you the cold shoulder at home, won't even speak to you? See, the fruit of the Spirit is all of that working in your life. Do you see all of that working in your life? I'm not saying perfection, because you've got to have spot cleaning. But what I am saying, can the people who love you say you're better? Mm-hmm. Almost done. Come on. I am telling you now before it happens, so, so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am he who said, I am. I'm telling you all this, not because I'm scared, not because I'm necessarily angry. It's because when you realize that I'm telling you this before it happens to me, it'll just even give you more evidence that I'm him. I am who I am. I'm telling you that one of you is going to sell me out. One of you's life has not changed. And later we see... Because the disciples are like, who's doing, who's going to do that? They don't even know. That shows me something, too. That shows me that you can fake it really well. That's so true. Judas was at church all the time. Judas never cursed. Judas never. See, when it says the thing about the perfume and the money, Judas didn't say out loud that he wanted to steal the money. Right. He said it within himself. So he, and then trust me, Judas had him so full, they trusted Judas with the money. Mm-hmm. So you can wear the right clothes, you can say the right things, you can go to church every week, you can say, hey, brother, in the street when people ride past, but man, when it comes down to you and God, all he's going to do is say, let me open you up and let me look at your character. Amen. I'm not looking for perfection here, I'm just looking for better. Yes. Yes. Christianity suffers because America just allows it to suffer because America gives you all this church but no conversion. Mm -hmm. Come on, I'm almost done. Very truly I tell you, whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me, mm -hmm. and whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. Okay, come on. After he had said this, Jesus was troubled in his spirit and testified. Very truly I tell you, one of you is going said, to betray me. Okay, 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 let me tell you something. I'm kind of upset about this. One of you are going to betray me. No more hints. No, no more of that stuff. One of you are going to betray me. He, I, I, it says, he, Jesus was troubled, and he just said, listen, I, I'm going to tell you something. It's 12 of you. One of you never changed your life. 
You did all the stuff everybody else did. You saw all the stuff everybody else did. You got the same teaching. I took care of you the whole time, made sure you were okay. Loved you, just washed your feet. And you're not with me. Last verse in this one, come on. His disciples stared at one another at a loss to know which one of them he meant. And the disciples started looking, who is he talking about? Because Judas has put on a great act. Amen. It seemed like somebody would have went, I know it's Judas. But I thought, I mean, somebody would have been like, man, dude, you know it's Judas. <laughs> Judas shaky, man. <laughs> you know, because they, they had to be thinking it's not me. So they're looking around going, and they couldn't come up with no one. Judas had faked them out that well. Wow. He's, that, he's that good of a Walmart Christian. You ever heard of a Walmart fan? Meaning they love the Michigan or they love state. They love the Lions. They didn't go there. They used to go to Walmart and buy the gear. <laughs> and, and so it's like he's, he's, he's so much of an outward Christian. I, I got the outward facade of Christianity, but he's saying inwardly, hallelujah, where it matters. Yes. He's never been with me this whole time. He's, I can see them walking everywhere. I'm sure Judas walked next to Jesus at times, and they had personal conversations, and I can see Jesus just shaking his head like he still don't get it. Why, why Judas? Because he never changed his life. He was the only one that was open to attack. He was the only one where Satan came in and, and, and fed into his, his, his dark spots and it worked. He was the obvious one. Because his life didn't change. Last one, Psalms 40. I got three minutes. I'm going to get you out of here in three minutes. In 21, 19, 18. <laughs> Psalm 46. Come on, Auntie. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. Here's the writer in Psalm saying, sacrifice and offerings, you don't desire them. You don't desire all these church functions to make it make me prove that I love you. He, he's saying, you don't desire me just going to church all the time and that proves I love you. No, I go to church because I love you and I want to know more and more about you and I love being around God's people. That's why people miss church so much because it don't matter to them. Mm, it's secondary. It's like, it's like school, work, grocery store, all that. They throw church in there too. It's just part of their routine. That's why so many people miss so much. It's not important. So, but that's the only way your heart, he says, but my, he says, sacrifice offers you on his eye, but my ears you have opened. That's the only way you get your ears open. Faith only comes by hearing. And if yes. you don't hear nothing, you ain't got nothing. So it's like, man, so some of us should wake up going, man, I can't wait to get. No, a lot of us wake up going, oh, today it's a little rainy or, oh, today I got to go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. I like when you guys come up to me because you're mad because you got to work. It lets me know that's, oh, you're cool, go to work, as long as you're mad. <laughs> I know, say in your heart you'd rather be here. Amen, somebody. Yes. But others are just hanging out. They're just at home today. Today just wasn't a good day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. He says, but my ears you have opened, burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. Yes. 
See, see, some of us who still struggle with how am I going to heaven? How am I going to heaven? I never, I'm not right. I'm not good enough. You're not. But that was this whole Jesus thing. Yes, yes. I'm going to keep pounding this in your head because some of you still struggle with this. The whole, it's, that's, that's what Jesus, this whole Jesus thing was about. Yes. Jesus, was not, Jesus came so you wouldn't have to be perfect, but because of Jesus, you strive to be. That's right. That's right. He says, sacrifice offerings you didn't want, sin offerings you didn't require. Come on. Then I said, here I am. I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. He says, so here I am to do what is written about me in the book where it says, I enjoy pleasing you. The law is in my heart. Yes. It's not, it's not necessarily about what I do. It's who I am. And who I am affects what I do. That's right. That's right. I'm not a perfect man, and I love admitting it. Some, man, Courtney, you don't know how many times Courtney a week goes, Dad, don't be like that. <laughs> I'd be like, well, it's just how I feel. That's not right. <laughs> She's my biggest counselor. She really is. Dad, stop thinking that way. What, what, what's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> all the time. Courtney corrects me all the time. You guys should thank God for Courtney. She's saving my life. And, and, I'm, like, and, and, and I'm like, Courtney, shut up. That, you know, that's just how it should be. That's how I think. And realizing deep down, she's right. Amen. I can say that God has entered into my life, and I am a saved individual, even though I'm so flawed. Because I look at my dark areas, and I go, Man, I'm a little better. With everything that's happened to me, and I don't hate anybody, it's an amazing feat. Amen. With all the lies and all the crap that has been said about me, and I don't hate no one, and I haven't hurt nobody, that says a whole lot. Amen. Forget church and, for, you know, forget soups and, and how things are supposed to be. and Forget preaching. Forget that. Forget all that. Forget studying. Forget being able to, to expound on the word. Forget prayer. Forget all that. I had people calling in from the station going, just thank you so much for your prayer. And it's like, forget all that. It, what it comes down to, it's not what I do, it's who I am. That's right. And that affects what I do, hopefully. Amen. So Jesus, last act before he went, the last lesson was to wash, wash some stinking, dirty disciples' feet. Spite who he was, spite what he's facing, spite who they are. And if that's not a, if that's not a sign of the fruit of the Spirit working in your life, I don't know what it is. Amen. Come on up. He'll say, oh, man, you got a soup today. Because I didn't wash. 
If you see me usually wear a suit, I didn't wash. <laughs> My jeans are dirty. Because I realized something. We've been to churches where I could not stand up in front of people unless I had one of, one of these stupid things. And I'm saying, thank God I'm so free from that. I come from a place where if a woman came in with pants, auntie, what would they do? They put a robe over you. That's where, we, that's where we come from. I come from a place that's so caught up in what you do that, that the character, how do I know? Because we had this massive uh, uh, movement of young people. Remember all the young kids got saved? Remember all, they were all in their teens and, 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 and we lost pretty much all of them. Because they were so caught up in what was doing, 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 never worked on the hearts. I think the only one survived probably was my brother. All these kids, all these young people, churches got packed with all these young people. All of them gave their life to the Lord. And I don't know where none of them are today. Father, bless your people. I give you glory and praise for looking out for us. I'm asking right now that you will continue to watch over them. But I'm also asking for the transformation of thought in their mind based on the knowledge and the information that they have that will cause them to be one that really is considered a believer in Christ. And so, Lord, as I look around this room, I see believers. This is why. I see the difference. So, Lord, I'm asking and praying, Lord, not only for their own sake, but for the sake of others that they speak with, for the sake of co-workers, uh, schoolmates, I don't know, uh, neighbors or whatever, Lord, that, that they will help, un help them understand. Because most of the world believes they come to you because of what they do. And therefore, we got a lot of people doing things, but they haven't come to you. So narrow really is the way. And only a few find it. So in Jesus' name, I pray for every member of this house, here and not here that you continue to abide in them and let them abide in you. I pray you show them your love. I pray they learn how to love each other. I pray you make them the, the, the gravity that people like to gravitate around so they can help change other lives. I pray in their dark moments, in their dark time, that you will show yourself faithful for them. I pray before they make another decision, that they acknowledge you first so you can direct them in all of their ways. So, Lord, I glorify you. I thank you for being faithful to me. And, Lord, I just can only pray that I can be faithful to you back as much as I can, as hard as I can, as best I can. In Jesus' name, amen.